When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Byron, your eighth major league season, your first all-star game, and you wrote a piece of history going back-to-back with Giancarlo Stanton. After you saw Giancarlo go deep, did you have a home run on your mind? Uh, I didn't. Um, kind of just went up there and was like, I can't strike out twice. You know, like, in the back of your head, you always got that thought, man, your first all-star game, you want to get up there and uh, just get a base hit. And, um, you know, I put a better swing on it than I thought. Boys, I think I think we should just clear the deck here before write that down predictions for uh, a little Byron Buxton and Luis Arise appreciation moment. Mm-hmm. That was fun last night. Now, I think a lot of people are cynical about all-star games and how oh, they're worthless and boring and this and that, although I think Major League Baseball does a better job. They do a worse job with their overall product than some of the other leagues, but they actually do a better job with their actual all-star game than some of the other leagues do. Absolutely. And it was fun on a huge stage watching Byron Buxton for the first time be healthy mm-hmm. and have a great first half. It kind of feels like you know this is something that could or should have happened any other time in the last two or three or four years, but uh, to watch him and Luis Arise do Buxton and Arise things in the All-Star game was a blast last night. Absolutely, and it was, I'll say this about the All-Star game. Um, I like the fact, and it's not all going to work, but I like the fact they try different things, like the mic'd up thing last night. I saw complaints about that. And look, if you're ever going to do it, that's the time to try it, right? Like, that is exactly the time to, like, test drive that. And you might scale back. I don't know. You might do more. But that was fun. The Buxton thing, I think, again, too, is and it's why guys like him need to play in a game like that because they have the potential and certainly the excitement level um, to showcase exactly what can be fun about baseball. Like, like he might be hit, what? batting 215 or something. But the reality is this. How many more exciting players are you going to put in that game than him, right? Like, there's not a lot of guys who it's like, you know who deserved to go? Andrew Benatendi. If Benatendi, you know, (laughs) Buxton Buxton (laughs) shouldn't have gone. Well, no, but but my point is... In 2022. Whit Merrifield. Yes. Whit I need to Ma- see more Whit Merrifield. Did you, see Whit Merrifield? Did you see him work the count beautifully there for the Kansas City Royals? But in 2022, when you're going to, if you're going to sit down and watch that sport, I also, I want to see the best possible talent, right? And we did. And uh, yeah, 
that was fun. It's it's still a decent game. Like it's not great. It's not a great game consistently, but it's still a decent game. And it is the only truly the only All Star game that holds up, Declan. Yeah, it's still the best of the of the four. What I think what's so puzzling and kind of still perplexing is how well they do marketing that game and what they're doing in the game and yet how poorly baseball then markets itself outside of that like how and and i know this is an extreme example but like the strategicness of what they did to market that game what they've always done and they're miking up players and they're having fun and they're embracing their stars okay why don't you take that idea and then morph it out and and make your game more accessible and more fun and market those superstar players more like it's all—it's honestly more frustrating because I—I I, I do think it's the best all-star game of the four major sports, and even the home run derby is still the best, you know, novelty of of between the dunk contest and God, no one watches the Pro Bowl and and Judd and I are hockey nuts, but I'm not going to be watching the skills competition of who's the fastest skater around a hockey rink. Like if 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 MLB can take those principles of how well they market their all-star festivities and market to the rest of their sport. I think baseball would be in a lot better place and they wouldn't be in, in, in this dweller that they've been in for the last few years. Yeah, it's it's going to be really hard to make baseball the actual sport, like the action, as fast-paced and fun as the NFL or the NBA, which is funny because the NFL is actually mostly down periods and then just like a five or ten second burst of a play and then 40 seconds of downtime. So, so there's actually more downtime between plays in the NFL because there's probably 20 or 30 seconds of downtime between pitches, but there's just so many pitches and it, it can drag. So you're probably not going to make your sports as fast-paced and exciting, but if you can make it, you use the word accessible. If you can just make it more accessible, and I mean that by you know stop blacking people out on YouTube TV and you know out of market, you can access on MLB TV, but in market you can't. Like They're not even making the games accessible, but then within the games, make the players accessible. And that was, yeah, like last night was a great example. When you can actually hear, the, I don't know if they'd ever go to this length during regular season games, but when you have a catcher and a pitcher both mic'd up and they can hear each other, and you're eavesdropping in <laughs> on their strategy discussions about what pitches they should throw, or, hey, I'm going to drop down sidearm right here, so just be ready for it, and then he drops down sidearm. It's like, that's that's captivating. You're watching like strategy conversations play out. So, yeah, I think the presentation was fun too last night. The only thing I don't like, and I actually didn't mind the National League, but the American League jerseys, I'm not saying that they have to go back to the old days, but I think you could do better. I love those. Of course. Oh, gosh, we're going to yeah, go. old guy going to complain about uh, the I, uniforms. I, thought the, I yeah. thought the American League I bought League the hat last night. Be. I bought the new black. Did you really? Okay. I, lo- I love that. Well, hat. If I think you like it, that's all that matters. I thought those were cool uniforms. Yeah. yeah. You're just mad because in Write That Down, like two years ago, you said they were going to go back to having the traditional, you're just going to wear your jersey. I yeah. Oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah. I have no recollection of yeah, that. Yeah, I made a prediction <laughs> from far out that you forgot about. Weird. Yeah, I, I, oh, and I got more to and there's more where that's coming from. There's more where that's coming from. You know what? There's not going to be today any CFL predictions, ladies and gentlemen. No the, Canadian Football League. Did you guys also have I was watching Buxton and Rise last night and it just solidified even more in my mind. These guys did, maybe deserve is too strong of a word, but I feel like those guys deserve some reinforcements in the next couple of weeks. You know, I mean, Buxton's out there just, you know, hanging with the big boys on a national stage, hitting bombs off all-star pitchers, and Arise is hitting laser shots at second baseman that, you know, curl into the fetal position. I love that. that and you got Judd. Carlos Correa. You know, Judd had a nice little weekend. Write that down. I like you that. Know, how do you, how, you, you might, just based on health, 
and just the, the the general unavailability of Buxton throughout his career, and who knows what if Arise is going to be around long term with the Twins. But like these guys are having, they're both healthy. They're having these amazing seasons. You got Carlos Correa here one time. I'm not saying everything is perfect with this lineup, but how many times are you going to have the stars align like that? Like two literal all stars, Carlos Correa, and some young bats mixed in there. Just capitalize. That was my main thing last night coming out of that game. Okay, that was fun. Now, what are they going to do here in the next couple of weeks to to capitalize on this thing? Well, and if they don't, I think from the clubhouse to the fan base, what's the message? Like what's like by now, everybody knows that Correa was planted here. Thankfully, it's fun by his agent. So if you now say, you know what, uh, we're just not that good, or we're not going to we we're not going to trade our prospects. I guess my question is this, what is the message to people? And also, you know, when Correa did sign here in late March, it was really surprising. It was exciting. It was fun. You know, Dex went and bought season tickets. And I think a lot of people did. But I I think if you do nothing now, the Correa thing is almost counterproductive because it it's this pendulum swing, right? From this, oh my God, you got a shortstop who is an all-world, just unbelievable, and he is great to watch. Like there, there has been, I, I would say this, there's been no disappointment in watching that guy play on a near daily basis. But if months after that, you're going to sort of be like, we're going to peace out here, you know, we're, we might win the AL Central, but that's going to probably be it. I think you've almost sent a more harmful message starting with the Correa signing, which is even when we have opportunity, we're not going to capitalize because we aren't going to touch our prospects. So, yeah, I I think it's more like, I think you're right, Phil. I I think it's definitely a very poor message sent to Buxton, Arise, and the clubhouse. But Mm -hmm. beyond that, I think the entire franchise is basically, if you wave the white flag now with this guy on your team, when it's crystal clear that you need pitching, and by the way, you are partially at fault here for the fact that your pitching is in the predicament it's in. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be hard to swallow. And keep in mind, too, just from a business standpoint, okay, in this town right now, where it's incredibly competitive for the sports dollar, all right? The Timberwolves are in the deep end of the damn pool now. Like, people are going to be in, and they're going to buy tickets, and it's going to be fun. Um, for how long were the the Wolves probably in the eyes of the wild Vikings, Twins, Gophers to a certain point, just like an afterthought of, well, it's the Wolves. Don't have to be concerned about them. The Vikings are the Vikings, so they're, they're, uh, they're the Bigfoot. Um, you know, and the wild siphons their fan base. But my point is this, if the twins punt, I think they give everyone a reason to punt. And I don't know that that's a very good idea right now in this climate, both from a competitive standpoint and also from a standpoint of we want to gain interest. And now we are literally telling our fan base to sort of go away. Well, you bring up so the, the phrase business standpoint and the last 20 years for the Twins, I, I do think it from from the Polads down, I think they have had a general sort of 30,000-foot business plan of let's be relevant and in contention as much as possible and let's constantly, because we're not going to be able to sign a bunch of top-name free agents. It's just, I know, there, I know there's an expectation sometimes, well, they built the new stadium, and so therefore they should be spending like the Yankees. That's not how it works. And they didn't promise that, by the way. 
baseball salaries and and the uh, and payrolls are based on local revenue. It's not like the NFL where Green Bay and the Vikings and the Giants are all pulling in like the same share of the Fox TV deal. So when you're not bringing in top five, top ten local revenue, you're not going to be able to spend $200 million on your payroll unless you take a huge bath and you're willing to take a loss, which most billionaires are not willing to do. So that aside, their strategy has been, okay, let's draft and develop as well as we can, and let's be very careful about gutting our pipeline of future, young, cheap, team-controlled players for the sake of putting more chips on this year's table. And that philosophy goes back for sure to the beginning of Target Field in 2010. And it probably goes back even more so when they became good in the early 2000s. How many times between, like before they got to Target Field and had more money to play with, how many times between 2001 and 2009 did they have a really good team that was like 90 wins, 93 wins, whatever it was, and they just needed like one big splash, one big pitcher, one big this. They did trade for Shannon Stewart one time. Bobby Kilty for Shannon Stewart. And Shannon Stewart was excellent and helped you win a game against the Yankees in the playoffs, made a wonderful catch in the corner, was a great leadoff hitter for you for a couple of years, right? But other than that, they have said repeatedly for 20 years, we would prefer to not take away assets from the future that can help us compete and be relevant for the sake of loading up this year's team. And my issue with that strategy is, in theory, you're saying, well, because we're doing this because we want to maintain relevance on a regular basis. Maybe we're not going to be World Series champions, but at least, damn it, we're going to be interesting and relevant. In the last 10 years, they have finished last place five times. And it's not like the Royals or some of these other teams like the Cubs where they just they make a bunch of trades and gut their farm system for the sake of going for it. And then they pay for it with a five-year you know, run in the bottom of the division standings. The Twins have finished in last place five times since 2011, despite never making those trades at the deadline and never trading their top, second, or third prospect, right? Maybe Bruce Dargradrell was a top five prospect, but you can count on far less than one hand how many times they've made an all-in go-for-it trade with a team that's ready to maybe take a step forward. I don't know if they're going to do it in the next couple weeks. I think they kind of like, you know, we're kind of competing and... Right. You know, we put some butts in the seats and, right. you know, rather than trading Kirilov or, you know, you know, two or three top prospects for some win now players and then maybe being terrible in two or three years, my argument is you might be terrible in two or three years anyways. So you might as well go for it once. I think the diehards, too, are the, are the ones that are like, oh, like, you know, Jose Moran is clicking right now. Like, I, I couldn't part with Jose Moran. He's got an 850 OPS over the last 35 games and he was. In a, he was the minor league player of the year last year for the Twins, and Wild fans do the same thing. There was prospect ranking just came out. The Wild have the best prospect pool in the NHL uh, going into this season. Well, they also have insane buyouts against them, and to be honest, five of those prospects, maybe, maybe two of them, and it's more likely one of them truly hit their ceilings and are projected as the player they're going to be. So the majority of those five prospects in any sport are probably going to not hit their ceilings. And I feel like a lot of casual Minnesota sports fans want to see this team go for it. And instead of just prospect hoarding and holding on to a Jose Miranda when it could get you a legitimate pitcher in return, like that's what I want to see. I, I've spent my entire life watching Twins losing playoff games. So just once be competent and go all in and get a piece that helps you win a playoff game and then go from there, dude. I don't understand why that's so terrifying to the Minnesota Twins front office. 
But I also think it's fair to come back to a very relevant question um, that now comes up, and the tenure of of Falvey has certainly been long enough to justify the question fairly, and it's this. Where is the pitching? Like, what happened there? What's happened there? Why are you – I'll ask the question that I asked with Patrick yesterday. Here's what I don't get, all right? You know, like you decide at 2 o'clock in the afternoon – how long that day starter is going to go. So like your life is mapped out here. Like this is not a, oh, we didn't see this coming. How are you in a predicament where your bullpen is this questionable when you know that if your starters are going to be, for lack of a better term, pseudo openers, like they, they go beyond, you know, a couple, but they don't go a ton or a lot of them don't all the time. How is your bullpen at the front end then not stronger? And and it's not, so how are you going to get there? Like, are you just going to continue to punt? Because to me, if Falvey was in, like, his first year, right, or second year, and he said, okay, here's the problem. I know how to find pitching. I'm going to find it, but we don't have it yet. I'd say, okay, I don't love this, but I get it. But we are now into the, the, the meat of his of his tenure here. Like, we are deep into this thing. And you have – you clearly have a system – that's pretty much in place with a, with a lot of starters where they are going to go a certain amount of time and then they are going to come out. Okay, fine. But that better damn well mean that when you go to the bullpen, you bring in good arms. You bring in, I, I mean, Devin Smeltzer, in my opinion, I don't feel, I don't feel like he said the right thing because I was like, how dare you take Devin Smeltzer out? There's justification for it. But Devin Smeltzer, I guarantee you what he didn't say was they bought, they brought Emilio Pagan in for me. And that's my question. Like, that's the frustration. And if you're now not going to address that, what does that hubris say about your about your unfounded confidence in your ability to run a team? Now, I will say, if they do what we are sort of pleading for them or pleading with them to do, which is, hey, be aggressive. Go turn this thing. Maybe you're not going to be able to make enough trades to be on par with the Yankees or the Astros, but give yourself a chance. And and take advantage of the one year you have with Carlos Correa. If they do that, let's say they trade two or three top prospects that pan out for another team. We can't then sit here and complain right. about it two or three years later. I think it has right. to be with the understanding that, hey, you guys have some grace here. You've already you've finished last place in the division five times anyway since 2011. So, you know, fans are used to it. You were terrible in the 90s. It's not like you're protecting something here that is just like perennial success. You haven't won a playoff game since 2004. So just quit riding the middle, quit riding the median on this and, and make a move. By the way, this uh, this plea to the Twins is presented by our friends at Aquaside as we plead with people. Clean up your disgusting lakeside areas why don't with they, the Aquaside helping you. Why doesn't Falvey and Levine take some Aquaside pellets across that bullpen, okay, and remove all that lake weed and muck that's in there and, and actually you know, have a nice clear lake so when you step into that bullpen you feel safe and, 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 and you feel comfortable in it. And if you if you take that idea from the bullpen and apply it to your pond or lake home, I think it's a good idea too. Aquaside pellets can help you remove that lake weed and algae. It's a do-it-yourself product and it's a safe product. It's registered with the EPA and the DNR. Go buy your Aquaside pellets now at Aquaside.com, Aquaside.com to learn more. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Later on this month, the Federated Challenge happens again, which has raised $44 million for Big Brothers Big Sisters since 2005. And Big Brothers Big Sisters is all about creating mentoring relationships for children facing adversity. 
resulting in brighter futures, better schools, stronger communities. Uh, there are 5,000 children currently in the state of Minnesota that uh, that have a big mentor. And if you want to find out how you can contribute or maybe become a big yourself, go to federatedchallenge.org, federatedchallenge.org. Uh, before we get to write that down predictions here, just one last thought. I think um, a lot of people are looking at this Twins team and saying, hey, there's, you know, look at 87, 91, the Twins weren't that good the first couple months. Or, hey, the, you know, the, the Braves, the Braves from last year were kind of toiling for a while. And then two things off that. Number one, you can't just compare to the outliers. Like, look at the 91 team. Then they won 15 games in a row. I don't know that there's a 15-game win streak in here somewhere. And the Braves last year had some really good top-end pitching and then remade their outfield on right. the fly via trades. Yes. <laughs> and they let, like, Eddie Rosario, and they didn't trade a top prospect for Eddie Rosario, but he winds up being the NLCS MVP. So, like, they made aggressive moves, and they turned around their whole outfield. They had some injury issues, and it worked out yes. well for them. But I don't think you can just sit here and pray that, oh, there's a win streak coming. Right. you got to probably make it happen. Yeah, and as far as... If you go in the way back machine, 91, you went from the division title to a playoff series to the World Series. Like now, you, right. you've got to have far more strategy planned yeah. for for trying to grind through games. I mean, the playoffs have always been a grind, but we're talking about division series now. We're talking about – so it's a, it's a very different thing, and you have to have at least the depth of pitching now – um, the 87 team basically went Viola, Blylevin, Straker, cross your fingers with Straker, right? But then you went back to Frankie. So yeah, like now Royce, it's Royce a, laid out the math actually on it's a different uh, animal. He said that like 70% of the innings thrown in that 87 playoffs were by two starting pitchers and Correct. two relievers. Right. It's <laughs> remarkable. It's not going to happen and, now. And if you think the Twins would ever allow that, you have something else coming. Yeah. So, all right, let's get to it's, it's really going to be a celebration of Judd in the write that down session, accountability session coming up. I think you even forgot about you're celebrating one home run, but I think you forgot about Uh-oh. another home oh, run. It's a little also. TikTok dance. I'm doing a TikTok yeah. dance. Yeah. Capture okay. the screen grab. Nope, we're good. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Well, this is going to wind up being a celebration of Judd here today. The big bat has come alive. The former multi-time write that down batting champion. A little bit of a, no, I wouldn't say a slow start to the season, but just nowhere near the hot start of Declan. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, sometimes the, the write that down bat doesn't come alive until the weather gets warm and the concrete has settled. That's right. <laughs> Trees removed, come back, yeah. get removed. Thanks, Dick Bramer. The bat, new, the new batter's eye for, yeah. for Judd with these yep. at-bats. Juniper bushes are in place. They're That's blooming. right. And so we will get into the accountability session here shortly. Here's how Write That Down works. This is the most innovative and high-risk segment in all of sports talk around the, com- around the country because we are the only show in America that actually puts statistics next to our predictions. Here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And listeners, if you want to participate like Chris is about to, you can send us a message through the Score North app. 
And this week's accountability session trophy is a spiral light candle in celebration oh. of what's going to be a big week here for Judd. Funny you you should uh, bring that that up because I right here have in front of me an example of a spiral light candle, which are, by the way, the greatest scents of all time. If you want to improve, if you want to improve the scent around your home, if you want to have a candle that absolutely positively is the coolest thing you, you've seen, start by going to uh, spirallightcandles.com, family owned and operated, so shipping is quick. Again, the, the scents are great. Spiral light, it's a great gift for, I don't know, birthdays, for it, for um, for things that where you are looking for a gift out there, Spiralite, and also this particular candle will be available soon. It is the Purple Positivity Candle. That's right, specially burn. As you're watching the purple, hopefully not burn, hopefully be successful. (laughs) The Purple Positivity Candle available soon. Again, everything available. Go to SpiralightCandles.com and check them out. Hopefully the purple do not burn like the purple positivity the spiral. Purple like positive, right, exactly right. <laughs> supposed to work in the reverse. Uh, so uh, let's get to it here. Judd Zolgad accountability session. So it started off a little rocky. We'll get to the bad stuff here first. You said John Rahm will win the Open. Yeah, I didn't come close on that one. Can struggle a little bit there on the weekend. Yeah. You said Buxton will go on the injured list before the All-Star break. That was an old, yeah, that was the uh, start of the year, I think. Came close a couple times. Yeah. Had to have his knee drained a couple times, but never went on. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. You said the Major League Baseball All-Star Game will return to traditional uniforms in 2022 with teams wearing the jersey and pants of their respective teams. Now we had the the grays and the kind of, the, the, the kind of old school uniform colors. Love it. Rob said no, too. He said, he, in fact, he, he was asked about that very type of prediction and said, uh-uh-uh, we got the new stuff. Yeah, it's all you, sh- you should be looking to spread some merchandise. I mean, they got Declan to buy a hat. Yeah, yeah, that's all that matters. Like I bought some season tickets. They should be using me as their marketing person. I bought season tickets after a player signing. I'm buying their hats in the All Star Game. I'm their target clientele right now. Come on, you are actually. Yeah, we need like a like a nature documentary about uh-huh. someone under 30 years old, and here he is. Here he is. He appears to be a young millennial buying Twins what? tickets. Embracing, is that a season ticket package? Embracing baseball. Let's follow the young Watch millennial as he, gets as he his makes heart his broken journey. and credit card limit reached. Uh, well, those Chappelle tickets now, too, are going to Yeah, those, those aren't going to be cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Has he added a third date yet in yeah. Minnesota? Or He's just coming to the varsity two? now on Thursday, Friday. And uh, actually, I'm proud of myself. I found pretty decent <laughs> tickets. And it took a lot of hoop jumping to make it happen, but I got him, and I'm very excited. Wait, to see how him. many? So he's doing first Ave and the varsity. Yeah. So what he usually does is when he announces a a, a comedy stop, he gives about 48 hours notice. Uh, so he does it last minute, and then it just drives up crazy demand. And he's going to do now four shows at yeah three shows I believe in the Twin Cities, and he loves the Twin. He's from Ohio, but but he's a big fan of the Twin Cities too. So it's my second time seeing him. I literally cannot wait. He's he's the best. As any great entertainer will say, how much they love the cities. I remember going to a Garth Brooks concert at U.S. Bank Stadium a few years ago. Oh, God. Yeah, like 70,000 people just drinking tall boys and wearing uh, bedazzled jeans, and I was right in the middle of them. And Garth Brooks made it sound like, this is the greatest night of my life as a performer. This is the best audience I've ever performed in front of. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Minneapolis, for this born-again experience. And I remember I was out. I think I was doing the uh, the Bristol tour for our ESPN radio affiliate partnership, and I got into a room with Jason Fitz, 
And Jason Fitz used to be a, a regular guest on the show. He does like radio for ESPN Radio. Oh. And he used to be on the country music touring scene as a fiddle player. The band Perry, I believe. The band Perry, yep. And I said, okay, I got a question for you. So Garth Brooks said at this concert the other day, he goes, dude, Garth Brooks says that every night at every venue. (laughs) (laughs) Not to make you feel bad, but uh, anyhow. All right, Judd, you had two home runs here. You said at some point Buxton will hit a home run in the 2022 All-Star game. I think it was like before the season started you said that. Good for you. Nice job. And then you followed up this last week by saying, this is a parlay, Luis Arias will get at least one hit, and Buxton will either homer, strikeout, or both. That Luis Arias. Yeah, I think I feel like that might have been a little bit of an... Oh, boy. Just a, a generous scoring that he hit a ground ball right at the second baseman. Oh, it's the an second all-star baseman game single. freaked out. So. It's an all-star game single for sure. But it's two home runs here for you. All right. A big week for Judd. And I cleaned up on that stick. one because Buxton... Homered and struck out. Yeah, you so did. I got both of them. You did. You did? Yeah. Nice job. Oh, right. I had a couple. Oh, man, the second one is rough. So I had I had Ryan Fox finishing top oh. five at the open. He missed the cut. Oh, boy. And I oh. told you Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, or Tommy Fleetwood will win the open. Well, I pegged two of the top five, including the guy with a lead for most of the day in Rory oh. McIlroy. But Cam Smith fires a 30 on the back nine. And Rory's going to live to right? Is that official now? I haven't seen it official, but I've heard that it's basically on the precipice of happening. Amazing. What's going to happen? In, there's no way that tour exists in five years. Oh, well. These guys are just going to go just <laughs> crawl back, I guess? Well, I wonder if the PGA, though, will will take it seriously enough to up, I you know, give some more perks or something? Yeah, well, they did. The they did. They added, like, guys back. A, they added a bunch of prize pool tournaments and stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, listeners had nothing come off the board. Declan had a bunch of stuff come well, off the board. You said Tiger Woods will make the cut at the open and won't have a single round over par. Th- this came off the board after hole one. <laughs> he never he hit a double bogey and never recovered. So yep, great job. Unfortunate. You said Max Homa will shoot a lower score at the open than at least one of the three favorites: McElroy, Shoffley, Scheffler. Homa missed the cut actually. Yeah, he did. He's playing with Tiger. He's being drugged down by Tiger. Yeah, I blame Tiger. You said Gary Sanchez will make the All-Star game. Yeah. But I think this is a home run here. You said the Twins will have exactly two players on the final American League All-Star roster when the All-Star game is played. It's a very exact very prediction. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, injuries, there's so many things that could have happened there. And you were correct. So with that, Declan actually under 500 for the first time in weeks. It's okay. But still has 12 home runs, which leads the league, and a 494 average. That's money. Judd up to 364 with seven bombs. I'm at 292 with seven bombs. Listeners at 279 with nine home runs. So there you have it, boys. Wow. All time, Judd leading with 232 hits. Listeners with 28 home runs, which leads all time. Yeah, you got 20 home runs now. That's good. That's really good. So let's get him in here. Guest listener predictor, Chris. What's going on, Chris? You ready to take some cuts here? Oh, uh, yeah. I um, had a little show confusion myself because I had wrote down some Vikings predictions, but I got some Twins predictions here. So. Oh, dude, it's, you, you can do whatever you want here. Yep. This is a oh, wide open. Yep. Yeah, you, right. can, you can make Vikings predictions if you want here. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, um, so we'll, we'll start with you, and then we'll go around the room to Judd, Declan, and then uh, back to me three trips around. So, yeah, the bat is in your hands. You are the leadoff hitter here, Chris. What's your first prediction? Write this down. Well, write this down. 
Um, I have a hunch that by the start of next season uh, for the NFL and everything, Mike Zimmer will be coaching again, either head coach or defensive coordinator. I think it's going to be D.C. because I think teams saw him as a head coach is good, but not great. And he just was better as a D.C. So I think he'll get signed as a D.C. somewhere and parlay that with in the quarterback's room of that team, whichever it is, will be Teddy Bridgewater. Uh-huh. I, I think that oh, I his heart was broken with the Kirk signing, and that led to a lot of crap and everything, and that's in the past now. But I think that even as a D.C. with history as a head coach, and off the record, I think it's going to be Seattle that he mm-hmm. signs with as a coach. Um, I think Carroll's done, and their quarterback room is meh right now. Um, I think he's going to be like, hey, guys, can I put in two cents? What about Bridgewater as a bridge quarterback? I love this. You know? I like where you're going here. I, I think this. it's it's the football love that was – it was a, a relationship that was uh... – Prematurely ended yeah. due to tr- li- like living logistics or something. I don't know. I, or, write this down. Uh, your wife got hit by a bus. I don't know what the equivalent is, but it was a relationship that ended way too early. Yeah. All right, Judd, your first prediction. All right, because it's better to get uh, something than nothing. Write this down. The Washington Nationals will indeed move Juan Soto before the August 2nd trade deadline. You see, they don't have to do it now, right? Isn't he under team control yeah. through? Yes. I think through next is it, season. Like, is it through next season? Uh, yeah, he's still under control. He's not a free agent by any means. Yeah, no, he's fine. But I think at that price, they're going to... But if they trade him now, they maximize the ability to get a significant return. So I'm going to go with before August 2nd. He is so good. Have you guys ever looked at his numbers? Yeah, he's absurd. And he like I mean, was he 19 gets, when he was doing it. Yeah. he's and It's funny because I don't think he's really a household name, but he's no. just one of the three best players in baseball. He's really good. It's kind of one, kind of one of baseball's problems. Write this down. All right, Dex. All right, a couple Twins predictions from you. I'm going to make this one. Uh, the Twins will make a trade between now and next week's Write That Down. And obviously to quantify this, because I don't want it to just be some slappy, they're going to add someone to their 26-man roster that is not on it. So they're going to make a trade between now and next week's Write That Down. Okay. this is It's not a home run, but it's somewhat bold because you're saying they're going to make a trade fairly well in advance of the actual deadline. Yes. Because it's between it's now a, and the 20th. Yeah, it's a solid knock. Yeah. A solid okay. knock. Write this down. Um, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go this direction with my Twins trade prediction. Write this down. The Twins will trade at least one of their top 10 prospects, according to the MLB.com rankings, just to be clear, before the trade deadline. So I, I do think they're going to reach into their – now, to get the pitching help that they really need, they probably have to trade multiple guys from that group. But there's so many guys in that group that are either terrible this season or underperforming mm-hmm. uh, due to injury or something or just not playing because of injury. But I think they will reach into that bag and they will trade a top 10 prospect before the trade deadline. Write it down. I like it. Write this down. All right, back to Chris. So a um, little Twins prediction, and I have loosely followed baseball for the last couple of years now, whatever, but uh, as a kid, I constantly remember Vikings level heartbreak all the time. Um, write this down. In the playoffs, the Twins may not win the series, but they will beat the Yankees at least once in the playoffs. Whoa. I, I, every oh. time I hear the Twins are in the playoffs, they get swept by the Yankees. They are going to win one game against the Yankees in the playoffs. What would, I'm putting Judd on the spot here and Dex too, but what would have to happen bracket-wise for the Twins to face the Yankees? 
And so there's two wild card teams, four division winners, right? Yep. Or I'm sorry, uh, three, three three division winners, three wild cards. So if the Yankees have the best record, they automatically, or one of the top two records, they automatically go to the ALDS. That's so right. I think the only way that they'd face them in the ALDS is if the Twins are probably one of the wild card teams that advances out of the wild card round. But if they win the division as like a three and four, I don't think they could face the Yankees. Maybe they could. In the, until do, they the re, do they reseed I don't going believe, into the second I don't, round? I don't think they do. I okay. don't think they do. So they'd have to, almost certainly, the way it's set up now, because it's going to be hard to catch the Astros and the Yankees. They're going to get a bye, and the Twins are going to have to beat someone to get to the Yankees, or maybe two teams to get to the Yankees. Yeah. Right? I like Love it, though. It. Write this down. Play the track. All right, Judd. All right. The Twins will trade before the deadline for a starting pitcher, and I'm going to parlay this. And Devin, and after that, Devin Smeltzer will never start another game for the Twins. <laughs> okay. So wow, the twi- ever again? So the Twins, I think they're going to try and include him in a, a trade. Oh. You don't speak out against the family. The family. The family's upset here. Remember, this team kept Matt Shoemaker in the minors. He was awful until he spoke out, and then he was gone, right? Yeah. So so when you delve into the dirty little secrets of how things are done and you force Rocco's hand, you are creating problems and the twins don't like problems. He's the Edward Snowden of the of the twins organization. And by the way, I appreciate it. The candidness, <laughs> I, I don't care who talks. I like it when people talk. It's tough because people's first reaction is, dude, you're Devin Smeltzer. Just shut your mouth. You're not that you're not that important. But what he's essentially saying is and, and maybe he's wrong or he's overreacting, but he's saying the communication here is not very good. Correct. They they need to do a better job of sort of giving me parameters of he, when I'm about to be pulled from a game and when I'm not. And the answer for him is, you're Devin Smeltzer. We'll pull you whenever we want to. Yes. But, but I understand what he's getting at. But you might tell him at like 2.01. Like, so if you say at 2 o'clock, Devin Smeltzer will not make it through, will not get to face the Sox order a third time. You might tell him at like 202, hey, kid, here's the deal. And don't forget, too, Smeltzer's the same guy who a month and a half ago, after a good start, basically said, my wife told me what to do, and she's right, and so I told them what we're doing. (laughs) Oh, Smeltz. Write this down. Good for him. The Smeltzinator. I like it. All right, uh, I will quantify it with, with this on a twin trade. Write this down. Twins prospect Matt Walner will be traded by the MLB trade deadline. So I think this is the prospect that makes the most sense. He has a power bat. He played in the Futures game. Big-time power, yeah. having a great year. I think Stock he's, is high. I think yeah. he's like eighth or ninth on the preseason rankings, so I'm sure when they do the midseason rankings, he's probably it will shoot up a bit. Uh, but I think he makes the most sense that someone will take in a trade. So Twins prospect Matt Walner will be traded by the MLB trade deadline. Okay. I like it. Okay, write this down. We're going to keep on the, the Twins wagon write here. Write this down. I need some home runs. And so I'm going to lean on one of the most prolific home run hitters in baseball to get me a write-that-down home run. Write this down. Byron Buxton will homer in his first game post-All-Star break. He's going to be dialed. I think he's he's feeling himself. He's feeling good. Little Homer in the All Star game, Hollywood. The whole world's watching, and he's going to come out on Saturday? a tear. Is that when they? Oh, he's got thoughts too. Who's our guest? Oh, this is little Daisy. Daisy. Hi, Daisy. Can you say hi? What a cute. Can you say school? <laughs> I, I 
She's a small baby, so her arms, I don't think, quite reach yet. <laughs> oh, no, we got to okay. well, there you go. That's good enough. That qualifies. She dislocates her shoulders yeah. trying to get her to do the skull. Yeah, she's always sitting on my lap when I'm listening to Paul Allen. I'm more of a radio than TV guy. <laughs> Amazing. Yadat. All right, let's go back to Chris here for your third and final prediction. All right. Chris and I'm, Daisy. All right, for our final prediction, going back to the Vikings. Well, actually, not the Vikings, but the NFL. Um, I have an interesting take on how an NFL team should be built and how an offense should be ran that I've never heard repeated by anybody else. So write this down. Um, former Gopher uh, Daniel Fulele of the Ravens will score a touchdown during the 2022 NFL season. I love the idea of putting just a taller than every corner or safety lined up as like a third tight end goal line situation, do a little play action fade. I I don't know why any NFL team hasn't gone to tackle fall of the Cavaliers agents. Here's $4 million yes. to come to the NFL, play six snaps a game for us. We will throw you a fade. That's all you have to do. Reach up, touchdown, two free touchdowns again. I love this idea. Why Why don't we look for, yeah, if there's like basketball players that are athletic enough, they're in their 20s, maybe they're not making 50, you know, $25, 30000000 million in the NBA, or maybe they are. And yeah, you could uh, have him play, have him play two sports or something. I don't know how that would work. But well, what would happen if you said, "All right, I have, I have a seven foot, I have Rudy Gobert, yep, in in my red zone offensive package, and the guy that's guarding Rudy Gobert is six foot one, and he has a seven yep. foot seven foot nine wingspan up in the air." Yeah, you can block it. You can be touchdowns every trip. I love this. Yeah, I and I mean, I mean, with Daniel Falele, I mean, I think he's only like six eight or six nine or whatever, but he's still a monster of a human. Like they could give it to him to like be the fridge or throw a little fade to him. I, I think from the videos I'd seen of him, the dude was as was very athletic for his size. I don't know why you couldn't line him up as tight end. I love this idea, Chris. This is one of the most innovative predictions we've seen on Write That Down since you've got this. Life-changing platform here on Mackie and Judd right now. Is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this peak moment? Uh, well, my parents, most of my dad, making me a Vikings fan. Um, my earliest memory as a Vikings fan was always, like, I always remember listening in the car of the games after church, but my earliest memory is the 41 Donut game. Um, oh. And that, I, I never understood it. Um with all the claims of cheating and whatnot, it, it's football. Um, and this, yeah, uh, my girlfriend, who one gave me this beautiful kid, but two is not a sports fan, but allows me to sports up as much as I can. Yeah, um, yeah and just you know, that's pretty much it. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, Chris, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Good luck me. with your predictions. Bye, Daisy. Bye, Daisy. Bye, Bye Daisy. Bye, Chris. <laughs> See you guys. Yes. Oh man! All right, that was what great, kid. Uh, before we make our final trip around the room here, you know, mm-hmm. I think we might have to to pop the the Judd Bond photo up one more time on oh, the yeah. YouTube channel. Just show the masses. Now, people have said, "What's going on with Judd's left hand here? He's holding his wife's glass of wine while yeah. she takes a picture of him." Yes, leaned up it, against this wall, posing exactly inquisitively. Right. Yes, two things to be absolutely clear about here. Number one, I appreciate the sentiments. I was not 
double fisting. I, I am 52. I'm far too old. So yes, that is Dawn's drink. Uh, two is that this gives me an opportunity, of course, to talk about my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who have helped both me and my wife, Dawn. My wife. Uh, lose. My wife. I like you. You will never have I, this. I never, get, I never get tired of that. Uh, she She's down about 12 pounds. I'm down and actually started on my weight loss journey last, I believe it was September, down 40 pounds, keeping the, the weight off. And you can join now. The Simple Start Plan, only $59. You get one-on-one personalized or guided support online or in person, whichever is most convenient for you. How do you do it? It's as simple as this. 855-GO-LIVIA, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Start dropping that weight today. And then the best part is keep the weight off. Everything fits again. All those clothes that didn't fit me fit perfect, and uh, it's a great feeling. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. Right All right, Judd, your final prediction of the week here. All right, I'm going to go to the Wild. Um, <laughs> despite despite the loss of Fiala over to Goudreau, over to Boldy, uh, write this down. Matt Boldy will score 25 or more goals this season. Ooh, getting out in front here. So he oh, is going to score for next 20- year, actually. Yep, for next season, he's going to score 25 or more goals. I think the young man is a talent. Fiala's loss might hurt him a bit, but I don't think it's going to um, be a huge detriment. I think he'll score 25 or more goals. Hmm. Okay. Write that down. Okay. Uh, final prediction for me, a 3M Open prediction. And Phil, uh, oh, I, I, might, get it. I might, need, uh, might need to help you track this, but I think we can do it. Uh, so write this down. Oh. So hole 18 is the toughest hole. One of the toughest holes in all of golf. Actually, it was the highest average of any par five last year on tour. It had a five, the average score was 5.3. There was a day on tour where no one even eagled. The, like Only like th- six guys birdied it. It's a very difficult hole when the wind, I believe, is coming from the northwest. So write this down. At least five... will not come from the northwest? Yeah, no, I can't do that at least. <laughs> at least five different players will record eights or worse on hole 18 at the 3M Open. So five, you might have to track that for me. I, I yeah, think I can. Uh, five players are going to triple bogey or worse at hole 18 during, during the course 3M Open. Fowler had like an 8 last year. Kang had like a 12. Uh, wow. I, 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 it's one of the hardest courses, or hardest holes, excuse me, in golf. So five players will record at least 8s or worse on hole 18 at the 3M Open this weekend. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against my better judgment here. Oh boy, I love Ricky Fowler. Me too. Okay? Write this down. I'll make a 3M open prediction here. I almost too. made this. Ricky Fowler has been terrible the last two or three years. Can't he was him. one of the best players in the world like seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. He basically doesn't qualify for majors anymore. He 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 didn't qualify for the Masters. I don't think he, he didn't qualify for the U.S. Open. Really? Okay. Didn't qualify for the yeah, Open right. Championship. And I'm looking at his year so far. So he did have a tie for third at the CJ Cup tournament in October, which is like the first couple weeks of of the wraparound season. He has not finished top 20 in a tournament since then. He has one top 20 finish so far in 2021-22. So write this down. Ricky Fowler will finish top 20 at the 3M Open. Get it back on track. Okay. You think I was going to predict he was going to win? I thought like top five no. or ten, but top zero chance. All right, he has not. He finished almost won this last the... year. He had the lead going into Saturday. Yeah, 
and then he had an eighth on hole eight. What would make this? So he, uh, he what this would make this a home, home run, run prediction for a me? A top five prediction. A top five. Top five. Okay, yeah, screw top it. Five. Screw it. You should. You I don't should care be about batting 20. average. I'm like Buxton. I only care about one thing: bombs. Top five. Okay. Game open. okay. So either you're going to strike out or hit bombs, and that's it, and you don't care. Yeah. Yes. I like it. Okay. Ricky Fowler will finish top five again. He has not finished top twenty in a tournament since October. It's been nine months since he's finished. What's top happened 20 to his there. game? He can't putt anymore. He was one of the best putters on tour okay. for years, and if there if you can putt, it makes up for everything. And the dude can't putt anymore. It's rough. Can't putt. So. There you have it. Those are your write that down predictions. Down. The accountability session every Wednesday, also on Purple Daily, where we do football centric predictions, and uh, we'll be doing that. If you want to flip over to that podcast feed and YouTube channel today as well, Mackie and Judd Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment Speculation Therapy, whatever you guys need. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring. After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.